0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the dust starts to settle after a dramatic weekend Ross Wilson's been linked with a move away from Rangers to Nottingham Forest Stephen Naismith confirms Robert Snodgrass is on his way out of Hearts And Hamden is named as part of a joint bid to host Euro 2028 I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this evening Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley What a weekend it was Gordon I know you said the dust is starting to settle but I'm not going to allow that to happen what a Saturday it was, you know, watching two good teams go at it. Obviously Celtic coming out on top. I've been listening to the show on Monday and Tuesday, so I've heard from a lot of the fans. I'm sure we'll hear from more today. And then we're looking forward to this weekend's game as well. Never quiet in Scottish football. Robbie Nilsson goes and so does Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point when you two try and make it all about the previous weekend on a Wednesday night. I sometimes think it's a bit tenuous, Simon Donnelly, yeah. but certain yeah. weeks you almost get away with it. Yeah, and as I say, there's plenty still to digest from the weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed it for obvious reasons. Am I allowed to give my son a shout out? His team won in Holland. Oh, so you've had double success. He wow. Yeah, enough. the only Scottish team to uh, Giffnock. They there won in Holland at the weekend. 24 teams. Fantastic. Brought the trophy back. So it was a great weekend for the Donnelly household. But you weren't over there because you were watching. My mother was the other there. Game. Can you believe my mother was there? She was there as the, the cheerleader. But yeah, I was at the other game. <laughs> Not like you to miss the holiday, Si. <laughs> 01419511025 That is the number you need If you're still just looking back Purely on the 90 minutes from Saturday Don't let me stop you But maybe with more of a, a forward look What about that story that started to emerge Late last night And certainly into today Rangers fans Nottingham Forest Are said to be confident Of a move for Ross Wilson What do you make of that? Is that the right time? Is it best both parties uh, go their separate ways How would you reflect on His time in ch- I was going to say in charge His time in, in position if, if it is to be The beginning of the end Let us know all your thoughts On that please 01419511025 And I suppose that's all linked Because in a game like Saturday You're soul searching You're talking about Perceived gaps In the size of them And what happens next And which players stay And which players go And the build up to the semi-final So it's It's all interlinked I suppose On 01419511025 And then you Hearts fans Every night this week It feels like there's been Something else We had Robbie Nielsen sacked We had Stephen Naismith appointed We had Kind of a rumour stage Last night about Robert Snodgrass And now confirmed today That he is on his way out Of Hearts So what do you make of that? And to all of you, it's very rare we've got a topic that everybody can just get involved in. What do you make of Hamden being named as part of a joint bid to host Euro 2028? Pick up that phone 0141-951-1025. That is the number. The contact details you need to get in touch. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as well Marvin because for many teams it's the it's the business end of the season things are won and lost Saturday probably ended the title race um, but even at that that then just brings a, a whole new set of intrigue in terms of what's the form like up to the semi-final and particularly for Rangers who's playing their way in or out of a, a future at the club yeah I have to agree with you you know as you said I think Saturday definitely ended the title race you know Celtic coming out on top I think that means it's game over for Rangers if it wasn't that beforehand um, but like you said now there's a massive pressure on the Rangers players and, and and the manager to go into good form into that semi-final and I've heard a lot of people say that you know they need a win as kind of make or break which I 
totally disagree with. Um, but knowing Michael Bill and him want to be a perfectionist, you know, he'll want improved performances leading into that. And like you said, he'll want to lift that Scottish Cup, won't he? Still, Simon, like I say, or a couple of days on, it still feels like there's there's the nitty gritty, there are the, the incidents and the talking points, but it feels like there's still an overwhelming sense that people are just praising the the, the fixture and the, the spectacle that it was at the weekend. Yeah, well, plenty, plenty to talk about uh, in the game. The game kind of swung five goals in the game. Uh, I think Rangers were better than the last time out against Celtic in the final, uh, but I still think... From watching the game they're, they're more concerned about Celtic Than going and trying to impose themselves I think Celtic are comf- comfortable in this fixture at the moment I know it, it ran out a 3-2 in the end But I just feel they do have that belief in themselves And I think that comes with success uh, in this game And I think they're still the stronger of the two Come on then 01419511025 I did say there might still be people out there Who just want to talk purely about that game Which is fine But with more of a forward look on things Rangers fans in particular What did you make of that story That came out last night into this morning uh, That Ross Wilson uh, Could well be on his way to Nottingham Forest Why not kick us off with some thoughts on that In fact Mark is a Rangers fan And he's through on that uh, What was your feeling Mark Your gut reaction when you heard that news First of all, obviously coming from Gifford, is it Simon, is it uh, Gifford North, your boys team? No, no, just Gifford Boys Club. Very good, very yeah. good. I'm surprised that you stayed in, in Glasgow to watch Rangers. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the big game, Mark. He's working, he, 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 Mark. Ah, so he says. Anyway, <laughs> what, what are you thinking about this Ross Wilson stuff, Mark? First of all, um, Ross Wilson in particular has been a disaster from the beginning when he came in till today, a disaster. The fans want him out, as you know, from the banners, from the protests, from the AGM. I can't comment on the Rangers board, their opinion of him. They've backed him. As a fan, he's got to go, and I, I, I want him out now. Obviously, Mr. Park's gone. We want Ross Wilson out. We obviously want uh, Stuart Robertson out as well. Because um, the, the, the transfer dealings from the beginning of his time at Ibrox until today have been a disaster and have paid... Uh, have been a major reason. A big, I, I want to focus on the, uh, the bigger picture, though, as well. The bigger picture is that the, the, we, as much as Postecoglou's done a magnificent job, he's had four transfer windows to get his team the way he wants them. So I want Michael Beale to get the backing of the Rangers board. They need to give him money. Upwards of 10, 15 million is what he needs, plus any money that comes in for anyone. Um, they must back him. Because he's got the best record in 150 years of any Rangers or Celtic manager when they've started their job. Michael Beale's played 22 games. He's won 19 out of 22. He's lost two. He's drawn one. Uh, 22 games, no Rangers or Celtic manager, including Jockstein, including the great Walter, has won out of 22 games, has won 19. So the fans all agree that the board have got to back him with money or there's no point because Celtic have backed their manager, his signings have been spot on, and now look at them. So, there we go. I'm going to trust your research, Mark. I ain't looking back 150 <laughs> years of records, so I'll take you at face value on that one. Uh, just to update on the, the news, if you like, in case anyone's just joining us and thinking, what's this? Um, there, there was a story last night, Ross Wilson could be closing in on an exit to Nottingham Forest. I think The Athletic reported at first uh, that the Ibrox Sporting Director is their preferred candidate 
To replace Filippo Giraldi Whoever he may be um, He was sacked by the City ground side Yesterday or t- today I think um, And again suggestions already been made Over appointing Wilson As his successor um, I suppose Marvin this is this is modern football in 2023 where the, the comings and goings of a sporting director are, are interesting and they're important you know I've almost uh, had to check myself when I was reading the headlines as if it was like a piece of transfer news you know <laughs> but but it is important you can hear what it means to Mark yeah I think it's important in, in this situation because as Mark says you know the fans aren't really happy with Ross Wilson since he's been at the football club um, so it's probably more a relief than you know thinking <laughs> we're losing someone who's behind a lot of good transfers, you know. So I think Michael Bill will want to probably do his own work in terms of going out there and finding his own players and having his own list. So maybe he's happier working without a sporting director. Maybe this is always in the pipeline for Ross Wilson to leave the club. And it just so happens that the Nottingham Forest jobs came up at this moment in time. I'm, I'm not really sure what a sporting director does, if I'm honest. You know, if the manager's got the final say on players, I know it varies from club to club, but how, yeah. how important and, you yeah. know, are they? Well, I was going to say, I think this is interesting because of Mark, like, Everybody else, me included, you included When you assess Ross Wilson or anyone else in that role How, how good or bad they are You just talk about the signings Yeah. But, but from my understanding of it And it does differ A sporting director is, is bigger than that You're talking about overseeing sports science You're overseeing uh, the academy structure You're overseeing various aspects of the football operation Which would include recruitment So, and to be fair I get that Because the rest is not measurable well, maybe in Rangers' case, some people would be annoyed at the sports science or the the, the physios or the rehab or whatever because of the injuries. But you, you get what I mean. The, yeah. the recruitment is the easiest bit for a fan or a pundit to look at and judge. And on that, can you understand Mark's frustrations? Uh, I I can. Uh, I think especially when you look across the city and you look at the signings that Celtic have made. I think that's what's made it all the worse because you know Mark's looking and he, he's spoken about all the signings that have <clears> came in under Ange and how well they've hit the ground. And then you look at their own signings and. It's been very, very hit and miss, uh, to, to pull it lightly. So I definitely understand the frustrations. And listen, as I said, you know, Michael Beale will have his own list now going into that football club. And I remember when Andrew went into Celtic, he said, these are the players I want, regardless of who was in charge of signing them. I mean, when you look at the list, I, try not, I can't elaborate on them all because there's so many. But there's clearly a, big di- there's a, a wide range of success rate here. If you look at some of the signings, I think... Calvin Bassey obviously is, is yeah. a bit of a money maker And Jermaine Defoe did a good turn mm. And Leon Balogun Kemar Roof said his injury problems But then you, you start looking at Bengani Zungu and Jack Simpson Scott Wright, Namdi Offabor um, And then maybe even James Sands Ahmed Diallo, Aaron Ramsey of course um, Rabi Matondo, Ridvan Yilmaz To bring you up to the, the most recent ones So can you understand why Rangers fans would look at a story about Ross Wilson potentially leaving and sort of focus on the recruitment. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I th- but I'm with Marv. I think it's uh, on reflection of what's happening on the other side of the, the city as well in terms of recruitment, and, and they're getting it really right. Uh, I agree with Mark. You know, Michael Beale needs more time in transfer windows. He said one mm-hmm. transfer window. It was the same with Van Bronckhorst when he first came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angie's what four transfer windows yeah. down now, so that's what's unforgiving about it, though, isn't it? When you've got the comparison in this city, because he is, but Celtic's team under Ange Postecoglou was in yeah. pretty good nick after two transfer windows. They, they were, they were, and and and, and one even and what, what he in brought particular. in on the the January one that year with O'Reilly, Hatati, Maeda really kicked Celtic forward, you know, to go and win that title. So he has been prolific in the transfer windows and. 
I think that goes with everything you know across, if Rangers are sitting at the top of the table just now it's maybe not as much a story uh, so I can understand the frustration but again I think it hasn't been helped by how successful yeah, the Rangers Glasgow, isn't it? Yeah. and in fact the Telegraph reporting tonight that Nottingham Forest have agreed terms with Rangers to appoint Ross Wilson uh, so it certainly looks like that's heading in one direction one direction only um, Mark is it when I, when I rhyme off some of those names and I'm sure you'll have others is that the bit that you think doesn't reflect well on on Ross Wilson's time? The reality is Ross Wilson's job was to continue the rebuild once Stephen Gerrard won 55. And Ross Wilson never signed Calvin Bassey. Um, so he doesn't get credit for that either. What do you mean he, by he, that? I think it was under his sporting directorship, was it not? As far as I'm aware, the deal was already agreed with Leicester for 300 grand from the previous Mark Allen. Okay. Take, um, take so, as far as I'm concerned, Ross Wilson signings have been a shambles from top to bottom. There's a couple of players that have been okay. Cholak's been okay. Uh, Balligan, he let go. Hey, look at this. Rangers are letting 30 million at one point. Not now. At one point, 30 million pound worth of talent leaving eight weeks time are leaving the club for nothing. Ryan Kent and Morelos, I believe, will both go. And at one point, you look at the money we could have brought in. So that. Alone, as far as I'm concerned for the director of football is gross misconduct. Letting a guy leave, letting two players leave, run down the final months that were worth millions at one point. So I think he's been absolutely shocking. But again, the final point, the most important point here is the board must give Michael Beale money, big money, 15 million upwards, or there's no point, absolutely no point in challenging because Celtic board have backed their manager, so Rangers must speculate to accumulate here or they will not compete because Celtic will sign more players more good players and I'm looking at this Rangers team now and other than the the, the, the two Raskin and uh, Cantwell which hopefully will be part of the team and Tavernier and Goldson that's it that, that is it as far as I'm concerned It's always going to be a mixed bag though you know because if we're mentioning I won't split hairs over Bassey but there was good money got for him then Ross yeah. Wilson would have been part of that when you look at the business done for Nathan Patterson, considering he hadn't really played, you'd say that was good business, Jory Bo. So there, there bound to be some level of of positivity there. But at the same time, Mark and, and lots of other Rangers fans, I think, will will look at some of that list of as being a bit below what they would expect. Yeah, no, and you have to agree with them. I think it's slightly unfair on Ross Wilson with some of the stuff getting thrown at his doors, especially what Mark is saying. Listen, Ryan Kent potentially could leave mm-hmm. for nothing Morales the same but that's down to the manager as well the manager will want to keep these players you know because what can't happen is the manager says I want to keep these boys even if they're not going to sign new contracts and all of a sudden Ross Wilson sells them because then the fans are then saying well hang on a minute he's gone above the manager to sell these players so I get the frustration but you can't say you know he's not brought in these players and then sold them on but he's at fault for players contracts running down you know, like I, he's I got agree. to play a key role in that, though. Surely, no. Well, well, because no, cause if, if I'm the manager, and I say to him, I, I want to keep these players. Yeah, but every time a manager sits in front of the press and is asked about contracts, they they generally say, "Oh, you know, that, that's for Ross to sort out." And they always say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we're guilty of doing that. And that it is for him to sort out. And at the end of the day, if the players want above and beyond what Rangers can pay, then you can't keep them. But I'm sure Ross Wilson would have had a conversation with the manager to say, "Well, mm. let's sell them now." Then, and I, I, listen, what manager's going to want them out of their squad? Um, former Rangers striker Chris Boyd thinks it would be a good idea to part ways at this time here he was speaking to Sky earlier 
when you that is your role at the football club, you're always going to be um, judged on it. There has been a lot of criticism flying about. I've had my say on it numerous times as well. There is no doubt the recruitment at Rangers over the last few years hasn't been good enough. There's no getting away from it. I think the fans have had enough. You've seen them turn on um, Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson. You don't like to see it, but at the end of the day, you know they're the ones who are paying you know, the money. The fans are turning up and they want better. You know, Ross Wilson, if the opportunity comes around to go to a massive football club in Nottingham Forest, you would feel as if it would be too good for him to turn down. You know, in the Premier League, OK, fighting for survival, but, you know, you've got a chance here of, of um, you know, even if you go back down, a chance to come up again and, and, and you know, consolidate yourself as a Premier League club um, because that's where Nottingham Forest want to get back to, um, you know, playing every single year in, in, in that elite level. And Ross Wilson will, will, you know, he would want to be part of that if that's the case. You know, but as you said, at Rangers, there has been a lot of good things happen. I mean, it's not all been negative, but you can get the feeling once the fans start to voice their opinion at the level they have recently, it's only going to end one way. And if there is an opportunity for Ross Wilson to, you know, maybe get out of this moment in time, it could be best for all parties. I was just reading the replies on our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. There seems to be an air of celebration, you Rangers fans. Is that a bit harsh? Or would you like to come on and explain your thinking? 01419511025, let us know. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We have been reacting to the news That Ross Wilson looks set to be leaving Rangers for Nottingham Forest David Gibson's tweeted me to say The medical and sports science side of things under his remit has been a shambles It's been our biggest failure under him Considering we've barely had a fully fit squad all season what you would say, Marvin, is that's much harder to know for sure from the outside what's going on and whether there's an element of bad luck involved. And as you know, you have to almost respect that the stuff goes on behind closed doors. But at the same time, you certainly couldn't hold it up and say it's been brilliant. You know, from the outside, you would get why fans would at least think that way. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I would agree with it. And it's a difficult one, like you said. You need a little bit of luck along the way. But you look at Rangers' injury list, and and as that fan says there, you know, the amount of players they've had injured. It's just it's just not been great at all, and unfortunately for Ross Wilson, that comes underneath his remit. You know, so whether that is totally down to him, I'm unsure. But you know, you need to make changes there. The changes have to be made there because you can't afford to have that amount of players injured when you're trying to you know win a league title and be successful domestically. I mean, I must admit, I'm hundreds of tweets on this that I'm sort of scrolling through to try and find one that's at least not that unfair because <laughs> I'm not that type of guy. I, I, I wouldn't want to be too over the top with this stuff, but let's just say. Um, They're happy he's going Rangers fans seem pretty happy about it um, Which then Simon In a nutshell I know Twitter can be a It can be a treacherous oh, yes. pl- It can be a treacherous place to, oh, to, yes. to try and assess the The overriding feeling But if it's even close then To representative of the feelings of the Rangers fan base Maybe it is just best for all yeah, parties Yeah it probably is You know and, and, and Listen if he's going to Forest, it's it's a decent move, a decent job for him. Uh, and as Marv says, maybe this was something that was already planned. Maybe this job's came up and it's just sped the process up. You, can't, you know, turning up at for Park, seeing banners with your face on it, yeah. and a big line through it. So he, he will know fine well that a number again, don't know what number, but a number of the the Rangers fans had wanted some change. Yeah, it becomes untenable, doesn't it, when, you know, you see stuff like that and and I and I do think, you know, come end of the season he he would have gone anyway. Um, 
you know, because listen, if, if he really believes in himself and he'll probably look back on kind of his time at Rangers and, and know that he, he has failed to a, to a degree and maybe they need, do need a fresh start. As I said, will he be replaced? Will Michael Bill do a lot of the stuff himself? Will they, you know, chop and change the kind of the job uh, description up? Um, but listen, Rangers fans are happy as happening. Um, I imagine they get some sort of compensation for him. And, you know, as I said, I think Michael Bill will be well underway, you know, with his summer signings already. Yeah, it's interesting. We just, we do compare always in this city, Simon, and football 2023 modern clubs they tend to to at least move towards that sporting director director of football the <coughs> yeah. structure this continuity and then all of a sudden Celtic miles away from that they've got this sort of omnipresent manager yeah. and it's working so well so you wonder if it has changed the thought process in this city well ultimately we look at the league table and I, th- I think that's down that's the kind of main reaction of the, the Rangers fans they look across the city They look at how successful Ange has been since he came in with the re- recruitment And they're probably asking questions about their own club You know, they haven't got it quite right So, but as I said to Marvin the break there It, it comes back to the table Celtic are sitting above them uh, And have had a lot of success The wages times. some money as well, they haven't in the Rangers When Gordon goes through that list there And you think about yeah. the wages that are being spent And, and the transfer fees uh, There has been a lot of wasted money And if I'm Michael Bill and I'm sitting there and thinking, well, if you back me the but same way, other three, people been through three managers in that time, yeah, as well. So then it's different philosophies, thought processes with recruitment. Where it, but that's a, cons- a sporting director's job, isn't it? To make sure everyone's yeah, philosophy there's a, there's a consistency continuity. There yeah. Celtic, where he's going into a certain market, which he, he, he's an expert in, mm-hmm. and and bringing real success from that. Uh, obviously, the Japanese lads, but yeah, as the first caller, I think it was Mark said, Bill's had mm. one transfer window. Yeah, let's bring in Kevin, who's a Celtic fan. How are you, Kevin? I'm good, how are you? Yep, not bad at all. What are you thinking tonight? Just uh, after the weekend, uh, brilliant result for Celtic again. Yet again, we, we we get the job done. I think it was, wasn't as easy as I predicted the, the last time. I think both sides had success uh, throughout the game. It was a, a cracking game, to be honest. And, uh, some brilliant goals, especially for Tavernier. Credit where it's due. It was a peachy goal. But um, I think the Mumper and moaning for the Rangers fans after the after the game. Can I see if that was my team? I, I wouldn't like to hear that from my players. I don't want to hear uh, excuses. I want to hear what we're going to do. I mean, so and uh, I didn't I didn't get that for them. And it's just I don't know what you guys think. Should they not be concentrating on their own team? Day four of the Alfredo Morelos goal should have stood. It's taken us a while. What are we at half past six? Um, I don't think. We need to keep going over in, in the same sort of details we have. But Kevin's more talking about the the reaction from the Rangers camp. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, you know they've came out and, and kind of the club have said what they've said about it. Um, you know, I've not seen anything about the players. I've you know on social media, so I've not seen a lot of what they've been saying. But you know, as Kevin says, it's one of those things. And I'm sure in the dressing room, now the players are saying, "Well, listen, we did these things well. We can improve on these things, and, and next time we play them." You know, we need to beat them. I think that's 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 the kind of bottom line that it has to be. I agree with Kevin. Excuses are, are pointless, um, especially from from your players. And I think they'll have a massive belief. And you know, they had some positives from that game, definitely. But they need to grow on on that performance. And that's when they play Celtic. You know, they'll be hoping to win the game in the semi final. Yeah, listen, mumping and moaning, it goes with the territory. I said on the TV on Saturday night, if that incident happens at the the other end, at Celtic, uh, a Celtic striker. Celtic wouldn't be happy Celtic fans wouldn't be happy with that uh, but these things happen in football mm-hmm. and it's how you react to it and 
how you, you react to different things within the game. You, you, you look at further into the game, two mistakes with Rangers capitalised on straight away uh, with Jota and Kyogo to get the goals. Celtic just, as Kevin said there, know how to get the job done just now. I don't think they've been at their best since the international break. I watched the up at Dingwall last week, but they've come away with six points and effectively killed the league off. So I think I'm agreeing with Marv there in a sense that, and I said at the start of the show, I think Rangers were more concerned with Celtic rather than concentrating on their own performance, trying to stop Celtic. Uh, and at the moment, Celtic mm. have a hold over them. Mm. Is that a process? I mean, I, I assume at some point Michael Beale would love to go into that fixture and, and dominate the ball and really impose. Well, they, have, they have to. They have to go and win a game. I, I went through a period at Celtic where we had a lot of the ball. Spoke to you before we come on the show. We had a lot of the ball. And Rangers had a very good team They would break away and score And see for that little spell it, it, it does affect you Because you think Here we go again And I think Celtic have had that In recent times And this team have it just now Over over Rangers I think it's very difficult You know I think Michael Bill Will be looking at it And saying As bad as it sounds These aren't his players You know It's very difficult for him to come in When he did He's added a few to it But he'll be looking at, at Next season You know I, I kind of think that These games are almost not a nuisance for him but he can't really implement his style he doesn't have the players that he wants you know there's certain players within the squad now that he knows will not be there next season for various different reasons whether they're not good enough or don't fit into what he's doing I think you know this time next year we can really be judging Michael Bill. can he go into these games with confidence if he can't do that in a year's time from now I think questions need to be asked but at this moment in time these are not his players so he can't really play the style that he wants but to at the same time you know in a year's time if things have gone wrong <laughs> You just don't get that time here, do you? Might but, not be talking but, about Michael Beale if it took that long. But you, he needs that time. You know, he's been selected to go in there as a manager for a reason. You know, and and we keep speaking about obviously when you look across the city at, at each club. What Andrew's done at Celtic isn't normal, by the way. So you know, from the team that he inherited to where they are now, is unbelievable. So sometimes you need to just applaud things as fans, no matter who you support, and say, "Listen, well done." And you can't always expect your managers to come and do exactly the same thing because what he's done there. It's spectacular and that's why he's been now linked with other jobs um, I mean Kevin inevitably on the back of that a lot of it becomes about you know what's next whether that's short term or longer term we've been talking tonight about Ross Wilson leaving and Rangers fans hoping that this means more effective recruitment going forward so what does the picture look like in the future? The picture looks like if Ange Postacoglu is still at Celtic which I think he pretty much has said that he will be uh, at an interview gave a few months ago, he said, uh, you'll be surprised how long I'm here. Um, the, the, the picture is, is that I would say Azpostacoglu's success rate is about 90%, 95%. If we just can sign who they want, we're, we're, just, we're just going to get better. The board has got that much trust in Ange, and so do the fans, that whoever he brings in, we're expecting, well, we, we're just going to get stronger. You might get stronger, but we're not just going to, that's what I say, the producer. Do the Rangers fans think that we've just got to stand still and all of a sudden they're going to overtake us? We've got to strengthen as well. The last Rangers fan that was on spoke a lot of sense. He said as much as well. But um, the future for me, I, I don't know. It's getting quite close. One thing I would just like to pick him, uh, pick up, pick him up on a wee bit is that I've a few years guys here. Don't ever, ever compare Michael Beale to Walter Smith or Jockstein. I, I may have broke a record, but I think we're all in agreement. This is one of the worst. Premierships outside the old firm that has been in a long time. The gap between Rangers and third place is, is I think as somebody had said, it's the biggest it's ever been. So let's not get too carried away with Michael Beale's win, uh, win rate because they should be, and along with Celtic, we should be beating everybody else. 
Um, so don't compare your Michael Bale to Michael Sp- uh, to Walter Smith and Jock Steen because there is he's uh, miles away for them yeah I, I don't think that many people are, are going to argue that point um, I don't even think the mark the caller necessarily would argue the point um, Simon Kevin's you can understand where he's coming from saying yeah it's fine you're well yeah Rangers may well sign new players but Celtic will keep getting stronger as well that would mm. obviously be the hope yeah yeah and I, I, to, to qualify my thoughts on that it'd be because of watching what he's uh, did in the transfer window up till now there's always seems to be Foresight There always seems to be Planning ahead It always seems to be A transfer window ahead We touched on that one With Maeda and O'Reilly And Hitati Coming in last year He identified them He knew they were coming in I think he, Obviously behind the scenes Knew Jackie Marcus And Juranovic Were on their way He immediately went And got them replaced We haven't seen a lot of Oh Little bits alike mm-hmm. But We have to see more of them The guy at right back He's been unbelievable He's been unbelievable mm-hmm. I, I know the people will look at maybe the goals at the weekend or the, the goal that wasn't given for Morelos with that but out with that I think the guy has been exceptional and I think this always since Ange has been in it's always seemed to be the he's a step ahead he's a step ahead so I don't, I don't think he will be they won't be resting their laurels yeah I'm sure he won't Marvin at the same time it's all I think obviously that there's always more of an intrigue on recruitment for the team that, that is trying to play catch up because if on one hand we're going to praise Celtic's recruitment so much, you have to then acknowledge that it must be harder to keep getting stronger. You know, you know what I mean? In, in the sense of what obvious areas could Celtic upgrade now, to be fair, Simon's right. You maybe would have thought that about Juranovic. Yeah. And then maybe some Celtic fans do think that they've upgraded. Um, and, and I'm sure it's possible. But the, the margins become smaller. Because if you're talking, you look across that 11, you look at the bench. If I was to say to you, go on, tell me right now, glaringly, what does Celtic need to upgrade? Yeah, probably quite a tough question. Yeah, it would be a tough question. And I think also, you know, when you're the team who's leading, and yes, Celtic will keep evolving. I think they've got their style and their philosophy, you know, down to a T. Everyone can describe the way that Celtic plays with the inverted fullbacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think when you're chasing after them, and at this moment in time, we don't really know what Michael Bill's philosophy is and the way that he wants to play because he doesn't have his players. I think when you are trying to close the gap, it's, it's a lot easier than Celtic getting better. I think Ange has a harder job at this moment in time to keep going you know, up the levels than it is for Michael Bill to kind of close that gap because as you've seen in the game since he's been in, you know, the one on Saturday was the closest one that there's been. That's the best performance for me that Rangers have had against Celtic. So I know Simon was talking about, you know, Rangers went out there to try and nullify um, Celtic, but to cut the mistakes out, I know it's easy to say, you know, it, it is a close game. So obviously they are getting closer. Listen, Andrew's a top manager and he will keep evolving, but I think he has the harder job out of the two, if I'm honest. Yeah, are there not still, are there not still stories within those those so-called fine margins though because I actually watched some of it back today maybe didn't hadn't had the chance to do so since the weekend and you talk about the you know the Davis mistake for instance as mm-hmm. if it's you know it's, it's just a mistake it's, it's just a freak mistake but a couple of things need to happen first of all you need players clinical enough right at that moment to punish the mistake but even before that you know Celtic have made the change Iwata's mm-hmm. come on he's then gone deeper with Callum McGregor so Ange Postacoglu has identified that which frees up the space for the pass to go through to Matt O'Reilly and you know and lead yeah. to that mistake because it it'll never be Michael Beale I assume is not just sitting this week going ah oh, well it was just a mistake so you know we'll move on and that won't happen next time yeah but I think he will be trying to look at the positives and listen and as you said you know you make a tactical change the, the man is a genius there's no other way of putting it he's absolutely fantastic but I do think that Michael Beale will be sitting there and saying if we can cut out those mistakes they're uncharacteristic mistakes to, for a Rangers player to make. And they're ones that next season he won't accept when he has his own players within there. So 
I think he'll be looking at it and saying, I can close the gap. There's no way that Michael Bill's sitting there thinking, wow, you know, how do we close this gap on Celtic when we play against them? I think he'll be looking and saying, well, listen a minute, if we can get, you know, these three or four players into that starting eleven, you know, that might be more athletic or whatever else it might be, we can definitely close the gap on Celtic. Uh, thank you to Kevin on the line 01419511025 I love this tweet from Jim Stewart just to really stir things even further so as far as I'm aware Ross Wilson has not yet gone to Nottingham Forest um, but he says Ross Wilson at Forest will he look at some of the Celtic players or their manager <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> wow Imagine he does that Then Rangers fans Will be loving him <laughs> Exactly This could all come back round Ross Wilson all planned. Could be the best Rangers sporting director ever But only after he leaves <laughs> Another club He goes and tempts A cunning, a cunning plan <laughs> Anyway Right 01419511025 It's the perfect time to call If you give us a shout now There's a good chance We'll try and get you on next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here 01419511025 If I'm ever in doubt as to what day of the week it is I just peer over the, the screen See that Terrible Queen of the South tracksuit <laughs> that he obviously lives in. I saw you yesterday. In, in it's Wednesday night. In and, what the, did you, and what did you have on? Yeah, this. I was, I was keeping an eye on the boys though, putting them through their paces. Sorry, and then No, I would, I would much rather not. I heard, <laughs> I heard some of your cruel, cruel tactics. I, I think I can, I can tell the story because I won't name the person. I feel, yeah. I feel, I wouldn't what, know the name anyway. What were you doing in the gym? So <laughs> I happened to I was back in the Lanarkshire area Having moved So I was back for some local business Which was great I thought well I'll pop into that gym Because that's where I am And sure enough He's it in is, there yeah. As soon as I pulled into the car park I saw the Queen of the South branded <laughs> car And I thought Oh I'm yes. just going to turn around <laughs> Anyway I go up and he's got the full team in And he's just swanning around On was his he phone not, Was he not nah, getting involved? He says he does, it, he does his own stuff afterwards Right it's one around And he had one of the poor boys Putting him through his paces On What do you call that thing? A uh, skier The skier But br- Brutal piece of equipment you, Yeah I think I know And I just heard him And I had my My old airpods in as well I was trying not to listen to him <laughs> And I could hear him saying See Was the chocolate worth it? Were the burgers worth it? <laughs> See There's so many chocolate burgers And you found them east so He's I- a cruel <laughs> A cruel taskmaster I must admit <laughs> Anyway Um as long as we can get through the rest of the show without you telling everyone how I almost locked, <laughs> locked my clothes in the, the dressing room and almost had to come to work in my shorts and t-shirt. That's for another day. Johnny's in Shawlands to save us from going down that road. Johnny, how are you? I'm not bad. How are we, guys? Yeah, yep. All good, all good. What's on your mind for us tonight? Well, I hear you talk about, obviously, recruitment from the Angels' side mm-hmm. and it's a point, I think, from Celtics kind of been missed in the, the drama of after the fun game that we were missing two of our best players effectively in these fixtures and my player of the year so far Hitati and uh, Leela Badda who seems to score every time we play Rangers at Celtic Park and like I said they, they were two sort of players that we missed and I mean I thought we were quite comfortable throughout the, the whole fixture I think Simon alluded to that early on as well where I think the way we play just now Rangers don't really have an answer and like I said that was us missing two massive players for us um, in these games I mean I know Badda doesn't usually start just now but if he could have came on with 30 minutes to go, I'd think that we could have possibly have, um, we could have possibly have won by even more. Um, so I'm just wondering what the guy's points uh, thought with that Simon. point. Yeah, it's a fair point Johnny makes. Uh, that was my kind of little bit of concern having covered most of Celtic's games. Hitati has been excellent this season and really made... Callum McGregor makes Celtic tick, but this guy... 
has been making them tick as well. Recently, he picked up an injury, I think it was against Hibs. And, yeah, I don't think they've been as fluent without him. I think his form's been really good. So it's, it's, a, it's a valid point. Getting into that game, you know, I'd have loved Hatati to be 100% fit. And Abada as well, you know, his, his goal return for Celtic has been phenomenal since he, he came to the yeah. club for somebody who doesn't play every game. And he's very effective mm-hmm. against Rangers. So yeah, yeah you could because it feels it feels strange to say yeah we, we were missing someone who wouldn't have started the game, mm-hmm. but then because it's him and because yeah, you know, it's still valid, isn't it? Three or four goals against Rangers, I think. But Hitati mm-hmm. for me has been, as Johnny said, there he's he, he could quite easily be mm-hmm. player of the player of the year. Yeah. Like that's why the next few weeks is going to be fascinating, Marvin. We'll need to park it at some point in between. But you know, for all the talk from and un- understandably, Rangers fans will say you know well. We saw signs of improvement, we saw positives and we'll be better, we might not necessarily make those same mistakes And then Celtic fans will say, yep, and we'll have Rio Hitati back Granted Conor Goldson as well for Rangers, but something about the way he he makes Celtic operate, isn't there? Yeah, Hitati is, is fantastic and he really is brilliant to watch, you know, for any young centre midfielder out there I agree with Simon, for me, as good as Kyrgyz has been, I think, you know, he is player of the season um, Been absolutely fantastic I mean, you're in the centre midfield and you're out shining. Uh, McGregor, that really shows, you know, the levels that you are you are playing to. Um, but, you know, if he is back for the semi-final, he'll make them better. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, he's a shoo-in to start for Celtic and, you know, Rangers will be looking at it and hoping that, you know, he won't be there for the semi-final. Uh, and I suppose it maybe didn't help that whilst he was absent, Aaron Moy just had one of those days, that. Simon Donnelly, he which did. you two, I don't know anything about it. Because I didn't get to the stage to have one of those days, it would be I've nice had a to. A lot of them, but yeah, yeah. does that just happen sometimes? Yeah, or? just listen. I think Celtic, as a team, were a wee bit sloppy in their passing in that first half in particular. Mm. They weren't at their their best, and you just look at Aaron Moy and how well he's done and the impact from uh, after the World Cup. He's been sensational for Celtic. Mm-hmm. I just feel maybe a couple know, of games out. Is yeah, enough yeah, to, just being injured and coming back and. It just didn't happen for just, him on the day. It was even one of those where even the passes that did get to their intended recipient were still behind that recipient to begin with. Do you just sometimes yeah. know that the way you yeah. start a game, it's hard to get out of that? Yeah, exactly. And as Simon says, you know, the levels that he set for himself because he's been fantastic recently, um, you know, he, he was off the boil and he probably wasn't the only one for Celtic. Um, you know, and I think Ange said after the game, you know, we can play better than that, but we find a way of winning. And, and, and good teams and great teams you know, since Scotland or England, great teams always find a way to win and they, they have done that. Um, but listen, you know, Aaron Moy will be firing on all cylinders again very soon, I'm sure about that. There's no doubt because he is a top, top player. Uh, okay, thank you very much to Johnny who was on the line there on 01419511025. Big praise for Rio Hatati. Thinks he can make a big difference when he comes back in, um, which I'm not entirely sure when that will will be. I think we'd be due to speak to Ange Postecoglou. Is it a ha- hamstring injury? I'm sure I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Um, so I think. I think it's the end of April, isn't it? I'm pretty sure I read something about that. End of April. It'd be the end of April so that he's that. I think tight for the last. Touch and go. And people can for, um, correct me if I'm wrong. After the game at the weekend, I think Ange Postecoglou said, "Safe to say, he won't be ready for this game mm-hmm. this week against Kilmarnock." Um, but that was about it. I think that was as far as it went. And where are we? Two weeks. Two weeks and Sunday away from yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That gonna, game's it's tough with hamstring injuries as well because that you know you need to have almost that that training miles in you again. You know, it's not one of them that listen if it's your calf or etc. You it's can a say, funny you know, one because I remember watching it and it, 
now sometimes you're well, sprinting. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that. Uh, An element yeah, of fatigue? So, maybe, maybe. Because like you said, normally it's not when you're the top season, end, isn't it? Celtic players were getting hamstring injuries all over the place uh, and it seemed to yeah. seemed to go away this season. So, mm-hmm. uh, Right, uh, same number as always, Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, there is a lot of... Twitter reaction to that news tonight The Telegraph amongst others reporting um, That Nottingham Forest have agreed terms with Rangers To appoint Ross Wilson um, the See new- if he is, sorry Gordon to interrupt you See if he is in charge of, of bringing players in And again when the January window would have closed You'd have been planning for this summer one And all of a sudden he goes mm. Before that, that's not great either, is it? Yeah. I know he's been hit and miss with what he's done. But maybe again, that's because maybe from the outside, do we simplify the role? Because in there, Rangers haven't lost their head of recruitment. Mm-hmm. They've lost their sporting director. Yeah. It's above that. You know, it's like, I guess yeah. it's like any any business that's got layers of. So we just blame him for the recruitment, even though he's not the head of it. That, that, that that's is the, the world we live in, isn't the, it? That is the thing. So <laughs> yeah. it will be. I don't. I've not got the inner workings of that role, mm-hmm. but. I'd imagine in general for, for instance actually Andrew McKinley The Hearts chief executive Spoke yep. yesterday About recruitment Because he was asked About Hearts recruitment and, and if he was satisfied with it And you know he, he said people do confuse it Ultimately a manager will say Okay I want a left back And then The Sporting director Appointed head of recruitment And his recruitment staff Will then go over And bring a list of left backs mm-hmm. That fit that profile And then the manager Picks the one he wants the most So that's the way it should yeah. Sort of operate And that was from a Hearts perspective But um yeah, you're right. We seem, we tend to go above that. We don't we don't mention the head of recruitment. If you're head of recruitment, and you're buzzing, and you're listening to the show, <laughs> thinking, "Oh boys, keep me out of this conversation." Or whatever Rangers have, I don't even know if it's exactly that that um, title. I think it is, but anyway, yeah. we move on for now. Um, interestingly, so to show you how it does differ, this Telegraph story says that the new role is expected to be wider at Forest than the one he fulfilled at Ibrox. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's in charge of the pie stalls as well, or <laughs> but he's doing even more than whatever it was he was he was doing at Ibrox. So there we go. Uh, Paul is a Rangers fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Paul? Hi, Gordon. Hi, Simon, and hi, Martin. Oh, oh. sorry, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on, Martin. I'm kidding on. Um, no, I'll tell you what it is. Thanks for letting me on the um, show tonight. I know you'll be busy. Um, just to get Martin and, and Simon's view on this as well. No, as a Rangers fan, I'm feeling it now. Obviously, going through a sticky spell against our rivals and whatnot, but. I've seen positives in Saturday's game in the sense that I thought we were much more aggressive and you know, we had we played good football um, given the fact also fuck that and I don't think we tested hard enough if I'm being honest with you I thought outside the box I think we try and play it too much sometimes um, but um, no, you've got to think of you know, the definition of madness um, is that you do the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome and my point is the formation we play continues to be the four two three four three two one um or four two three one. Uh, we play Ryan Kent who again was missing in my few point on Saturday. Um he was might have a different few point but I just thought he was non existent and that a few other mates that I was watching the game with thought the same. Um and we just keep doing the same thing again and again against Celtic. So as much as we improved to intensity and a wee bit more better with aggression, I just feel we need to mix something up with the formation and the players. You no, know, for instance, I don't know where we play a four-four-two, um, or we play a false nine. You no, know, I know Walter Smith did that previously when you no know, Chris Boyd just did bang goals in against a few teams, but struggled against Celtic, and he dropped him a few times, and we came out. With... Um, I think we missed Sakala. Um, if I'm being honest with you, there was a time in the game 
can't remember the exact point, but it was a time where I felt if we'd Sakala's pace there, he could have got an end of the ball um, and maybe created something. But uh, that's just a few points I've got about it, and I'm hoping going into the semi-final that we mix it up. I don't, I don't feel if we do the same team, the same tactics again. Surely, the goodness what I'm seeing as a punter, I don't know how the Rangers coaching staff can't see that. And you no, know, with Marvin and Simon being you no know, exposed and, and still involved the game. Am I missing something here Or are we not just playing the same style Again and again and again What do you think? I do feel like there have been some There were, there were tweaks under Michael Beale though You know When you mentioned the formation And it's it's numbers But a lot of it's been narrower hasn't it And attacking yeah. players closer together And Kent's taken up a slightly different role and, and I've heard a lot of frustration You know Around kind of Ryan Kent And In the games against Celtic And people saying You know Earlier this week on this show You know I wouldn't have started him I wouldn't play him I think you know, anyone who went into Rangers as manager, you were going to play Ryan Kent at this moment in time because that's the best that Michael Bill has. And I know there's been few and far between maybe against Celtic, but on his day, Ryan Kent is a top, top player. So you are rolling the dice and you're hoping that you can hit those levels. Michael <clears throat> Bill will continue to tweak it this season. But what I have to understand is there's only two players, I think, that started that he brought into that football club. You know, come next season, come a year's time from now, it will be a lot more. All he can do is work with what he has. At the end of the day, a huge percentage of these players who are still playing, and Michael Bill is getting them fitter and you know making the tweaks, got a previous manager sacked. You know, so he can't make wholesale changes at this moment in time, and he will try and tweak things, and he will try and change things. But I get what Paul's saying. You know, the fans are maybe seeing it and seeing the same formation and saying, "Well, why are we playing the same formation?" Because this is what he's going to play going forward. Forgive me, Paul. I didn't realise we were so late. Thanks for taking the time tonight. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. It's your chance to come on here, embarrass Simon Donnelly or Marvin Bartley. I mean, what an opportunity that is. 01419511025. You have to call before seven, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here And during the news b- Bizarrely joined by Hugh Evans, Who just seems to be in the building for some reason And young he, Archie He's brought Archie, his grandson And I think Hugh Evans thinks this is like some sort of hotel where he can, It's a really bad hotel uh, Where he just sort of hangs out What yeah. a guy he is <laughs> just, What a guy Cardigan looks magnificent as well Same cardigan as when he's on air You know He doesn't, not, doesn't dress down On his days off Brilliant Standards And Archie was telling me About his last time here At the Celtic game 6-1 Against your Dundee United, United team yeah. So thanks Archie <laughs> for that one Good few years ago that anyway Right 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB If you're just joining us uh, A bit of reaction Early on in the show To the news that Ross Wilson Appears to be closing in on a move away from Rangers to join Nottingham Forest. So what do you make of that, Rangers fans? Is that I mean everyone keeps tweeting me telling me it's good news. You all seem to be happy. What what does that mean? Give us your thoughts on the lines. Uh, and there are still lots of sort of uh, talking points, reaction to Saturday's game as well. Hearts fans, I want to hear from you. Robert Snodgrass is done at the club. Is that the right call under Stephen Naismith's tenure? And Hamden is part of a joint bid for Euro 2028. Are you happy with that or not? Let us know and we'll speak to you as soon as we finish this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football.
Ah, it was the one that got away last night on Beat the Pundit. Mark Wilson was <laughs> hopeless. Are oh, you listening yeah, actually? You were texting. That me. was horrific. How bad was <laughs> it? Honestly, I need something like that today. But then the tiebreaker was. <laughs> <da>. <laughs> The, Do you hear it, sir? The listener, no. the listener oh. it was how many miles is it from Falkirk to Inverness stadiums because they're playing in the semi final? He said like 400 times. Was it 600? Eh? Was it not 600? I think he said 450 or something, and it was only 100 and something. Where's he going? We were all over the place. Panic. Scott, Scott is on the line from Law tonight. How's it going, Scott? Hi there, how are you doing? Not bad at all. Have you ever played before? I haven't though. I'm gonna stop asking that because I mean sometimes people phone in for like you know a bit of revenge or or whatever. But the number of debutants we have on this show is incredible. Um, so what we'll do here, Scott, is toss the coin. If it's heads, you'll play Simon Donnelly, and if it's tails, you'll take on Marvin Bartley. Who are you gonna play, Scott? Uh, I'll play Marvin. Unfortunately, it's a heads, so it'll be Simon Donnelly. What do you mean you'd rather play me? No, you, 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 I'm on the weak link here. Yeah, you, you start like flapping around, and if the questions are of a certain era, you get them wrong. Yeah, that's so. true. Um, sorry, Scott, it is Simon Donnelly for you, so I'll give him some greatest hits radio to listen to so that he can't hear what's going on in here, uh, and we'll get your clock ready. So, 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can and pass and move on if you don't know the answer, okay? No, but. Let's go then 30 seconds Starting Now Who's got more All-time goals For Celtic Kyogo or Moussa Dembele Kyogo Kamar Roof Joined Rangers From a team In which country Belgium Name any Scottish Premiership team Who's won fewer Than five games At home this season Kilmarnock Who did Scotland women's team Beat last night Netherlands How many Scottish teams Has Jason Cummings Played for Three. Name the only stadium in Scotland listed in the Euro 2028 bid. Hamden. Which team did Real Madrid beat in the 2002 Champions League final in Glasgow? Uh, I'll go with Chelsea. Okay, okay. Simon, can you hear us? Hello, yes. Same set of questions. Ready? Yep. Who's got more all-time goals for Celtic, Kyogo or Moussa Dembele? Dembele. Kamal Roof joined Rangers from a team in which country? Belgium Name any Scottish Premiership team Who's won fewer than Five games at home This season Muddle Who did Scotland Women's team beat Last night Australia How many Scottish sides Has Jason Cummings Played for Three Name the only stadium In Scotland To be listed In the UK's Euro 2028 bid Hamden And which team Did Real Madrid beat In the 2002 Champions League final In Glasgow Valencia Oh <laughs> Scott What do you think uh, I think he's beat to be fair. Mm, wow, you sounded confident there, at least. Which is a start, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's just a. Here <laughs> <laughs> we go. No, not at all. Just, just you know, it's important to at least pretend that you're confident. Um, there's only three in it, but it's Musa Dembele, fifty-one Get to forty-eight, and Scott guessed wrong on the fifty-fifty. Uh, so Simon goes one nil up. Kimar Roof joined from Anderlecht in Belgium. You both got it two-one. Oh, I must admit, Scott. This is where I feared for you Because Name any Scottish Premiership team Who's won fewer than Five games at home This season And you said Kelly But remember They can only win at home So theirs uh, is no, better I'm, than that I know They've got seven um, So your choices were Ross County St Johnston And Motherwell mm-hmm. So despite picking up Motherwell still on fewer than uh, I didn't than worry five, after I'd answered there Because they have won a couple Haven't they Just winning everywhere now <laughs> that's, that's the difference uh, So what's the score? It's 3-1 to you uh, Scotland women's team beat Australia 
at the weekend. It was Costa Rica. It was oh, Costa what? Rica <laughs> last night. He's killed that himself laughing. Laughing. <laughs> oh. He was buzzing with himself as well. But Australia. A football camp, there was two of the young girls were at the game. I thought it was Australia. That was at the weekend. And then Australia went and beat England last night. What so does what does that mean? Scotland are better than England. That means having to walk up. No, Scott didn't get it So it's still 3-1 oh, I was wondering why you were Killing <laughs> yeah, yourself laughing Jason Cummings has played For Hibs, Rangers and Dundee Which is 3 But you both got it Ooh. So Scott It's not doing you any use You need him to slip up And it was an easy one uh, Hamden The only Scottish stadium Listed in the 2028 mm. bid Which by the way We might get onto. What do you make of that news Pick up the phone See what we did there And which team did Real Madrid beat In the 2002 Champions League final In Glasgow At Hamden Scott are you a young man Oh my, I'm on the 27 See, so that's why you don't remember it You've got no excuse Zidane, Volley oh, They did play Valencia yeah. They played oh, Valencia right, in a Champions League game at that time But not yeah, a Yeah, Leverkusen Bayer Leverkusen yeah. I can forgive you Scott on account of age But, but I just knew Chelsea were always about the other end uh, That was a bit before Chelsea money, wasn't uh, it? Mm. Would you say? Before? Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Scott's wrong anyway yeah. 2002 Yeah I remember it First year at high school I oh, remember I no specifically what, what a volley Didn't go to the game right enough What a volley Oh, oh I can remember the volley now Listen to him He's got it wrong <laughs> Right Scott It was not enough He did quite well I think Three on the board But unfortunately for you Simon got a five Hard lines uh, no problem, thank you. Okay, Scott. By the way, by your usually drab standards, that was quite I high score. Yeah. Off to a really good start. Who's on my stopwatch there? It took him about twenty five seconds to answer the first question. How did he even get six of them in? Well, T Marvin, no one's I'm on time the stopwatch. This. It's the same it's nah, literally the same I'm not, clock. I'm not happy with this. It gets at all. clicked every is, night. No. Nah. Maybe a partnership here. We are and before and joy, after you the paid me the pundit. Took, the joy you yeah, took me in Australia. So it was shocked. a confidence man It was brilliant <laughs> Oh lucky Scott uh, Great win that by the way For Scotland women's national team Last night mm -hmm. One of those sore ones Because Costa Rica Are going to the The World Cup And Scotland aren't But a 4-0 victory um, And Australia They're going to Yeah of course For Pedro Martinez Losa's Team last night Very good victory uh, Emma Watson 17 years of age She's meant to be brilliant By the way Twice On their second cap you think of that 17 oh, Scoring twice Apparently she was second. Exceptional yesterday Yeah that's a Bright brilliant future What a night That must have been I think she said It was the best week Of her life I saw some quotes Earlier on Which I can totally Understand yeah, In fact I think class. We might be able To hear it uh, A bit later on Anyway 01419511025 If you want to keep The themes <coughs> going From the first hour You can But some other Suggestions Gentle suggestions Out there What about that Quiz question Hamden It's the only Scottish Stadium as part of the UK's Euro 2028 bid that got submitted today. What do you make of that? Are you one of those that thinks, well, do you know what? Ultimately, that's just good news. Potentially major championship football coming to Glasgow. What's not to like? But I've seen other people saying, ah, only one Scottish stadium. Most of them are in England. We're an afterthought and it shouldn't be hand and all this stuff. So uh, if you want to get your thoughts in, please do. And what a week. What a week for Hearts So we'll look at that situation In the not too distant future as well But David is a Rangers fan from Southampton <coughs> On the line What's your point tonight David? Uh, evening gents Hope you're all well Good thank you uh, loving, loving the show as normal um, Yeah I wanted to talk about Connor Goldson uh, I, I know everyone's talking about How important it was that Hatate Was missing for Celtic But I actually think that Goldson's absence for Rangers at the weekend was even more important uh, because yeah, he, I know he's had his critics in the past, but it's no coincidence that the results 
this season have been far, far better with him in the team than when he was not in the team. So, you know, the fact that he was missing uh, was, was massive. He drives the team, I think, more than Tavernier a lot of the time. I know he's vice-captain anyway, but, you know, I think he's a real driver of that team, a real leader in that team. And the fact he was missing was, well, was evidenced by the fact the other two centre-backs both made a, a huge mistake that cost, cost us the game. So, uh, you know, I, I just wondered what the panel mm. thought of that. Yeah, I, I understand what David's saying and, and not for one second am I saying Conor Goldson's better than Hatate or whatever else. So I think the drop-off from Goldson to the next centre-back and the calmness that kind of goes away from them defensively when he isn't playing, I agree. I think, you know, he, he was he was a bigger miss because, and that's, you know, down to subject having such a fantastic squad. O'Reilly comes in, I think he's got 11 assists this season, you know, what a great replacement that is. But yeah, Goldson was a huge, huge miss for them. I agree with David. Um, you know, again, he's a common influence and yes, he has, has his critics, but when he's out of the team, you can definitely tell that he, he, he is missing and it was unfortunate, like you said, the two centre-halves did make the mistakes that they did make. I mean, having said that, I, I get it because those mistakes are crucial, but actually on the balance of play, I mean, how, how late was that goal? Remind me, the Jota won 73 minutes, so right, yeah. up, in, right up until <clears> the 72nd, <throat> you would have maybe said, but you know what, I'm not really missing Conor Goldson because John yeah. Suter's not, not done... A lot wrong. That doesn't necessarily take anything away from from David's point. I just feel like it's it's worth acknowledging. Yeah, look, listen, Goldson's been a big player for, for Rangers, and I think the consistent pairing of it's been him and Davis most of the season. And listen, I, I worked with John Suter at Dundee United. I really felt for him at the weekend. It was just one of these things, a mistake, and Celtic capitalised on it. Uh, felt for him. You were jumping up and down for joy. Don't give us well, it. Well, I was. I was. <laughs> but, but then you felt for him afterwards. Yeah, on a personal note. Uh, yeah, you don't want to see him making mistakes like that, you know. But it was unfortunate, and I'm probably with David, yeah. But I, I still think Hatati, creative wise for Celtic, it's the know, drop off, though, isn't it? Celtic, like you say, that, that and that's credit to them because he's a wonderful player. We're talking about yeah. being player of the season, yeah. But still, when you look in that midfield, you see those three, yeah, it's strong, it's a it's strong so department strong. To, to, to bring someone else back in there. So, yeah, as I say. I think the two centre backs at Rangers, it's been more consistent mm. with Davis and Goldson. Yeah. And again, it's not a slight on John Sewell. Yeah, because I was looking at, he obviously doesn't miss many games. So Conor Goldson, he, he did play in the 4 0 demolition earlier in the season. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that, I think, I think alongside James Sands, am I right, right. in saying? But in, there's been a real deliberate attempt from Michael Beale. to keep it consistent because yeah. in, in the last three meetings, it's been the exact same back four. Yeah. Every time it's clearly something he's he's tried to lean into, hasn't it? Yeah, you you know relationships grow, you know especially defensively, um, when it's not off the cuff. You know you know you have attacking players and you can mix and match it up. But I think defensively you always want to have mm. that, you know that, that that back four together. And and we're talking about the drop off from and not saying John Suit is a bad player. That was his second start of the season. The last game he started was the first game of the season, and yeah. that's why yeah. I do believe it was mm-hmm. a bigger miss for them. But like you said, he's always been part of Michael Bill's back four. Goldson uh, when he's fit. David did. The mistakes that the centre backs make uh, made at the weekend did that make you doubt them, worry about them generally, or, or can you write it off as being sort of isolated moments? Yeah, I think it was isolated moments. I don't think we'd make two big, big mistakes like that in in another game. Well, let's hope not. Anyway, I think it was just a, it was just unfortunate. Uh, as uh, and as Marvin was saying, you know, that's that's only uh, Suter's second game, so it, it got to cut him some slack on, on that one. Uh, and Davis, unfortunately, uh, it was it was a bad mistake. You know, I think he'd, he'd have to admit that himself. It was just a bit freaky that they both happened in the same game, uh, and, and, and add add to the fact that Clancy made that, in my view, shock 
shocking decision. I think it was a, it was it, it was like the cards were against us on the on the day. Um, but I, I'm confident. You know, I think that actually we played really well. We've our playing well. Beal's only had one transfer window and two two players in. But I still think even with the players we've got, that we we can beat Celtic in the in the semi final. I'm confident that, and I don't think we just beat them by one goal. I, I fancy us for two or three. I just think it's coming. I really do. Wow, where's that come from? I can understand the margins and you think maybe slightly flip it. How do you go from the run of results against Celtic this season to beating them by two or three in the space of a couple of weeks? Well, I, well take this weekend. I mean, if we hadn't made those two mistakes, I know it's if, 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 ifs and buts, but if we hadn't made those two mistakes and Clancy hadn't made that bad, terrible decision, it would have been 3-1 to Rangers. Now, I know it's all, it's all you know, you're going to come back and say, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can never say that. It's true. But I just think that, you know, I didn't really see McGregor have much to do at the weekend. You know, I know he picked the ball out of the net three times, but he didn't have a say. It's not like he was peppered with shots left, right and centre and he was making lots of fantastic saves. Did he still have a bit more to do than Joe Hart, though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll give it this game. But I just think we've got it coming. I think it's, 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 they can't go on winning these games you know, like this. I think we're going we're gonna to turn the corner and soon. beauty of this game is David may well be right and then he can call up on that night and, and tell everyone he predicted it. But that, that's, that's, that's quite a turnaround then, isn't that's it? If it, if it does happen. Yeah, listen, I, I, Rangers beating Celtic, would I be surprised? No, but if... They, By goals. I, yeah, but one goal... I'm, they're not beating them by two or three. I'm sorry that that can't that. And let's be honest, the Celtic performance. What we're saying that was a, maybe six out of ten for them, mm. and they go on win three two. I think the worry is if they give you an eight or a nine out of ten performance. Yeah. It would probably be the number of. And again, look, this is just all forecasting because it could be completely wrong. Celtic may suddenly have a blunt day in front of goal, but on the body of evidence we've got so far, Simon, if you're going to beat this Celtic team by two or three. You're going to need to score four or five because they. Yeah. I mean, what what we're we looking at is it? Are they up to ninety eight now? Yeah. In the in the yeah, league, they're a, they're a goal scoring machine. Uh, I think David's a wee bit optimistic with his odd his goal. Odd goal could happen. Yeah. No one's beating them. Well, we seen it last year in the the, the semi final. Yeah. You know, Rangers won two one, but to to say that. They could turn that round and win by goals is a wee bit far-fetched for well, me. David, you just note this date down and give us a call yep. back and tell everyone that you predicted it. 01419511025. More than happy to keep going uh, with those calls. If you want, what about Hamden though? Are you, are you happy at that news that we could have Euro Championship football in Glasgow, hopefully with full crowds this time? After a bit of a false start in the last one. Is that good news? Is it good news for football? Good news for fans? Good news for the economy? Or do you think something different, something uh, with a bit more of a negative slant? Let us know. 01419511025. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 01419511025. Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. If you want to get in touch, please do pick up the phone. I can see the the phone line still ticking along. Still fairly busy for this stage on a midweek with no Scottish football. Uh, we've had some big games in the lower divisions over the last uh, couple of nights. Get out to a game last night, did you, Marvin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tried to go to a game for the second time, actually. Dumbarton v Sterling Albion. <laughs> uh, the first time it was called off a little bit earlier, but half past seven yesterday, the referee decided that... Where were you? There. <laughs> I, I was there, I was raging. Grant Murray, my assistant, was was with me and he, he comes out and says, the game's off. 
I'm like, no, nah, nah, it's definitely not Granny. Like, come on, it's definitely not. He's like, I'm, I'm not kidding. And then I start to see the players from both teams coming into the car mm. park in their full kit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm done. the fourth time it's been postponed. So you should think yourself lucky that you've only tried to go you know, to that the might previous have been the, two. That might have been the third time I've been there. Because <laughs> once I went, drove straight past the stadium because the lights were off. <laughs> so what's going on there? <laughs> also, you, you actually physically went to the ground last time as well. Yeah, oh and God. that's when I drove straight past it and you end up in a kind of like an industrial estate. And I'm like, my navigation said it's to the right. I'm like, what's happened? Didn't you know, check Twitter or anything. I said that last fine. night, Simon, I had family members that went and drove all the way through and it was off. So I felt sorry for them. But then as soon as I learned that he made the mistake, I just yeah. felt much better about Killing the yourself thing. laughing. Oh, that sums him up as a person, ah, doesn't it? Brilliant. Anyway, uh, quickly on the full-time <clears throat> teaser. Right, this question has 100% been on this show before. But I like to keep sort of on these nights. I think it's fine. I don't think you two have faced it before. So can you name quite simply... The top 10 all-time Champions League goal scorers Because we have Champions League football tonight So nice and nice and uh, relative Can you name the all-time top 10 Champions League goal scorers? Ronaldo Yep Raul Ooh, yes And one more guess from you Marvin if you want to join in Messi Yeah, well done Okay, we'll leave it there I'm pretty confident you're going to scoosh that So full-time at Clyde1.com That is the number, the address, sorry, you need if you want to send us uh, questions in in the future, we'd love to have them. Keep them coming. Could even use your question tomorrow. You never know. Um, kind of big news potentially for the future today because Hamden, as you heard on Beat the Pundit, has been named as one of the grounds as part of the, a joint Euro 2028 <coughs> bid. So it's the only Scottish stadium that's on it. It's a joint UK and Irish bid. And uh, Hamden is the only, or National Stadium of course, is the only Scottish stadium on that list that's been confirmed today. This was the final day for submissions and that bid has gone in. So I think Turkey, one of the other um, potential host nations, but all going to plan Euro 2028. Part of it certainly will come to Glasgow. So I wonder what you make of that. Let's get a bit of reaction um, from... Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell He was speaking to the Scottish FA earlier With these comments The stadiums that are included in the bid The countries that are included in the bid Have got a track record of hosting world class sporting events We have easy transport links Whilst it's five nations We are close geographically And, and it means it's accessible for supporters There's over £2.6 million of socio-economic benefit Would come to the UK and the Republic of Ireland Which would be fantastic We missed out on that to an extent during Euro 2020 Because of the Covid restrictions We didn't see the full benefit of, of hosting full stadiums at Hamden As much as we would have liked And it's important to, to put that right And we can't underestimate the impact that that would have on, in Scotland as a country In terms of growing and developing the game Which is our primary objective There is no better way to engage an audience and seeing Europe's best male players come to Hamden and, and participate in such an iconic tournament and, and I'm sure that would ha that would have the impact that we want it to uh, Give us your thoughts on that 01419511025 There's even been a bit of debate you know down south as well because the likes of Anfield's not on it Old Trafford's not on it uh, you're a big Arsenal man the Emirates is not mm -hmm. on it so um, but at stadiums in Cardiff Dublin, Belfast Newcastle Manchester the Etihad um, it's Everton's new stadium, I think, not even finished. Is going to be on uh, a Tottenham stadium. Saw that in there, yeah. Yeah, that's and Wembley. Yeah. You would uh, Wembley is on there as well, I think. So, um, yeah, I wonder what you you make of it. Let's pick up the phone to Brian. What do you think, Brian? Hi, um, I don't Hamden the national stadium, but I, I, I watched Scotland at both Hamden, Ibrox, and Parkhead. 
and Hamden is by far the worst, but just to not take him a to upset the Celtic Rangers fans. I'm going for Murrayfield, which is a great stadium. I've not seen football there, but I've, I've seen obviously concerts and rugby. And I, I, I remember going to a, a game at Hamden one year, and it wasn't the alcohol that's, that stopped me from doing this, but I remember a guy getting sent off from Norway against Scotland, and none, near none of the guys was. I've seen it. The, the viewing is terrible. It's just a terrible mm. stadium, terrible infrastructure. Yes, yeah, well, I think first, you know, that's we've got a real problem if we're going to go and pick a. A rugby stadium over all of all of our football stadia, you know, not just Hamden, but the other ones that Brian mentions. Um, is an interesting one because look, Brian speaks on behalf of loads of people. You ever sat yeah. behind those goals, low down, yeah. Hamden? You know, it's, it's difficult. I think it was that that Norway game he's talking uh, about. Yeah, as well, it's, um, and it's got a lot of criticisms, and some of them are valid. I think what you have to almost just take on the chin. Marvin is that, that you know this 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 joint UK bid they, they've submitted the stadium which they think is going to give them the best chance of hosting it so that people obviously feel that it, it ticks the correct number of boxes otherwise it wouldn't be on there yeah no it's exactly that um, and we were speaking kind of off air and I was saying you know kind of similar to what Brian was saying but you mentioned kind of the media and and what is it an A1 category stadium Celtic and Rangers is it because Hamden's better in, in that sense I agree you know I, I have to agree from totally going and watching games at all of those stadiums I do think Hamden's the, the worst of the three um, I would have liked Scotland to have had two stadiums if I'm honest um, on the list um, I, you said you mentioned someone said it was kind of an afterthought you know Scotland the way they've been kind of mm. treated and I think we've got stadiums up here that are very very good and I would have preferred to see two rather than one but for me I would, Hamden wouldn't have been my first pick Yeah, I can see sort of both sides Marvin because people and, and Simon people are talking about is it 10 stadiums in total so I think 6 are in England and 4 are out with England so people are saying oh, it's, it's basically an English bid and everyone else is tagged on but then yeah. at the same time 6 inside England which is the biggest country and 4 outside is that <laughs> That bigger difference could Scotland have been given one more? Um, I, I, I see those frustrations as well. To be fair, yeah, possibly. I think, like Brian, I agree. Celtic Park, Ibrox are better stadiums for me than than Hamden. You're talking about as a as a spectator, though, yeah, aren't you? Because yeah. again, there will be things you know when you're talking about criteria that yeah, needs well, to Ian be met. Yeah, Maxwell talks about travel mm-hmm. and, and and different. Mm-hmm things there uh, regarding Hamden but the actual stadium mm. and watching football yeah. I think Celtic Park mm. and Ibrox obviously Celtic Park can hold a lot more yep. as well people out there will say I'm biased but uh, you know you look at the Etihad's in and, mm. and Everton's new stadium's in so I think that kind of pettiness of if it would be Ibrox or Celtic Park sure. is a bit it's taken away uh, like I said, it's but not even, it's not even just. Both better I, than Hamden. I don't think it's just transport links. You know, like I said, you when you say better, you mean as a just just to sit there and watch mm-hmm. a football match. Yeah. But there'll be all sorts. You know, we're talking about press facilities, broadcast yeah. facilities, yeah. Um, you know, facilities for the for the players and all that sort of stuff that would that would come into account. And Hamden, we can like it or lump it. It's rated fairly highly in those in those respects, isn't it? Yeah, and that's. The sensible way of looking at it, isn't it? You know, me and Simon like, there are kind of like Twitter trolls no, and saying, <laughs> "Of course, but we're, we're all going to speak as fans." Yeah, well. that's important. Yeah, I'm just talking solely from going and watching a game of football, and like you yeah. said, Gordon, there's a lot more behind it than mm-hmm. than simply that. But watching a game of football for me, Hamden is the worst of the three. It's still a great stadium, listen, but it's the worst mm. of the three for me. I mean, Brian, there's still apparently 2.6 billion into the economy. Is it is it is it good news ultimately? Although you'd have picked a different stadium. 
I mean, I, I think we want to do, and I mean, you want to do that. Like, the, the move the game's about, I mean, I don't think we ever need the Hamden. I remember Hamden refurbished in the 80s, and it was, the, the refurbishment was absolutely shocking. And it's not even necessarily just um, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and all of them getting one stadium. They're never going to get two, but even it's maybe the spread of games, going to Scotland as well, which I quite like. I like to see, obviously, the games may be in England, but hopefully there's going to be a lot more games in Scotland as well. But Hamden is just a, a dinosaur, and it's obviously been bought for Queen's Park Football Club. And it's just a legacy that they're going to have to live with. I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean Ian Maxwell. We played part of his his clip there, and and you know there there has been talk before with all this stuff about you know being the the owners of the stadium and, and Euro twenty twenty all that sort of thing. Talking about I don't know if you'd call it a, a refurb or whatever word you would use, but he did speak about potential upgrades. Um, you know, Pitch. I don't I, I don't know what well. Yeah, get to that. I don't know what that'll look like, but he said we're always looking to improve the stadium. That happens alongside Euro twenty twenty eight. We're a stadium owner now, so we need to make sure the supporter experience is as good as it can be. I mean, but let's be honest. For some people, the only way you're really going to satisfy that is do something with that gap behind both goals. <laughs> I, I don't know if it goes. You look at the main stand, though, Gordon. You look at the main stand as a stand. It's terrific. Why back then could we not have moved? The mm. behind the goals to, to similar to that mm-hmm. and it, w- it would be a decent stadium the difficulty is though, I suppose from you know the Scotch FA's point of view is if you're putting a joint bid together and you get one stadium that you can select I don't know who selects the stadium and yeah. they select Ibrox or Celtic Park and everyone's like hang on a minute so why are we playing at Hamden so he's yeah. it's a tough one isn't it it is a tough one for him maybe Ian has the same thoughts as us that he, he can't say but looking at it sensibly I, I suppose Hamden had to be the picker for him to get in one stadium mm. Jester is on the line what are you, your your thoughts on it do you think they can part already for the games? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might get something about the pitch. I mean, it's five years away. I'd like to think we could sort it. <laughs> well, when was the last time a game was played at Hamden before a Rangers and Celtic game? Mm, good question. Oh, the, in the the final, yeah. No, you're right. You got uh, got a lot of criticism, didn't it? The pitch. Aye, but it's so we're going to play games there. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be talking the place dump. Places a shambles. That is, it's it was it's you better play at lesser handed. Well, ah, hockey's yeah. part. Ah, it's easier to go over, easy to go overboard with this mm-hmm. stuff. For instance, we did host Euro twenty twenty matches. Yeah, and no, no one criticised the pitch then. It's had its problems for sure, no doubt about it. Just ask Spain. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> but you know, come on. For a start, I, I, I get where Jester's coming from. You made the point as well, but. We are talking five years away. Yeah, so. no, of course. And listen, like you say, like let, being serious about it, you know, during the 2020 Euros, it, it was wonderful. You know, it was yeah. absolutely brilliant to to have those games and some of the players that we managed to see playing on that pitch. So, listen, definitely, like you said, Gordon, it's mm. five years' time. It will be in, in top nick, as Ian Max said there. They'll be making uh, upgrades as well to the stadium. You know, it brings a lot of money, say the economy, but to Scotland as well and to the Scottish FA as well to make improvements to our game. So, listen, I'm sure the pitch will be absolutely fantastic and hopefully, you know, win the bid. Not excited at all, Jester. Don't fancy getting along to some Euro action. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the back door and watch that on me. Ah, but it might not be Scotland. It might be... I know, but if die. No, I wouldn't go... I, I wouldn't go up to Hamden. Behind the goal, you're 30 yards mm. away from the goals. Jester, if I get you tickets on the halfway line for Italy against France, you'll be there. And then I get six five stones in front of you. Ah, oh, come on! I thought <laughs> nah. Hugh Evans was a black cloud around this place. Does <laughs> anything cheer you up, Jester? Uh, so, uh, 30th of April, she does up. 
<laughs> we'll put gold in the pictures, bad. <laughs> oh come on! I, like, I get it. I, I get the sort of you know. It'd be nice to have more than one stadium. And I, I actually, you know, just personal take as a fan, I, I like it when it's in, in one place. I like that notion. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to France, you go to Germany, you go wherever, yeah. and hopefully we make some of these b- before then. The next Euros is in Germany. Yeah. Although. I'm going to break my rule because a wee trip to Mexico, the USA, and Canada has got a nice ring to it for the World <laughs> for Cup. the next World Cup. Yeah, um, but we we sort of got given with one hand and taken with the other on Euro 2020, didn't we? Because as Ian Maxwell said, we didn't get to feel anywhere near the the economic benefits. Most people couldn't get tickets for the games. The stadiums were, were empty, yeah. so you can hate Hamden all you want, but. Listen, still, I think, I still have more of a buzz about yeah, it. I, th- I think any sort of finals coming mm. to our country in any shape or form is good. You know, the top players in Europe, hopefully, we'll be there. You yeah. know, and we can mump and moan about the stadiums, but it will still be a good event. Yeah, it'll still be brilliant. Listen, it's just, it's just a preference, isn't it? Rather than, you yeah. know, you, you've got three stadiums there and one of them has to be third, and unfortunately, it is Hamden. It's not saying that it's a bad stadium. Just would prefer one of the other mm. two, but listen, it, like you say, it will be absolutely fantastic, especially if it's you know it's a full Hamden and Scotland are playing there. Well, that's the thing because the there's no doubt some of the points being raised are valid. The pitch is at times not good, and sometimes if depending where you're sitting, the view and whatever. But the, the stuff about the atmosphere doesn't stand up when you go on a big occasion. Oh. Go and phone any fan who is at the Spain game yeah. or the Denmark game or the Lee Griffiths game yeah. and ask them if the atmosphere is not good. It's unbelievable. Who did so, Lee Griffiths score against? You tried to forget about it. <laughs> Erased it from your memory. Well, I had to bring that up, didn't he? Just go with the, the previous two. No, because mate. it was the single, the single best moment of atmosphere I've ever experienced. Oh, I bet. No, ge- no genuinely. Oh, yeah. Because I just found that fascinating. Because you're very fortunate. So if you do this job, you get to. It's not driven necessarily by. Yeah, really biased on that day. Let's be honest. <laughs> but you know, I've been to old firm games and Champions yep. League nights, and they're amazing. They're absolutely incredible. But that. The single moment, the si- yep. I've never seen anything like it. Bodies everywhere. I'm just thinking, where's Marvin? Get him, <laughs> get him, get him on the phone. The second one, obviously. That I mean, the first was good as well. Not to be picky, but anyway, thank you to Jester. I'm gonna cheer up, Jester. Stick, stick something in the telly and cheer you up. We'll get you along to Euro 2028 certainly. Uh, right, how are you two faring on this teaser? Looking for we what did we see? The top ten. Um, Champions League scorers of all time just because we've got Champions League tonight so Cristiano Ronaldo Raul and Messi Van uh, do you know I've actually just lost my list oh, I'm sure he will be there or thereabouts but I've lost my list for some reason oh it's a bad time for my computer to crash I must say oh, oh it's terrible sounds like when you call up to complain about your internet now oh my computer's crashed give me a second oh no we're fine who did you say again Van Nistelrooy yeah he's on there Benzema this must be the easiest teaser we've ever had because you two haven't even got any wrong. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are on the home straight in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And just before we go any further, let me remind you, I've been mentioning this this week, so hopefully uh, you've looked into it. But if you're looking for a bit of family-friendly fun, why not check out the Point to Point Family Day at Overton Racecourse. It's Saturday the 29th of April. 
Lots of fun for all the family It all kicks off the racing with pony races Followed by the high octane stuff with the point to point races And you don't need to leave the kids at home Under 16s go free Loads to do Fun fairs, bouncy castles, the lot So you can grab your tickets from the Overton Racecourse Facebook page Or head to Clyde1.com to find out more And you can even enter to win a family hospitality pass As well Not to be missed I'm sure you will agree I hope you two put the... Time that you had at the break to, to good use Because I'm asking you tonight On the full time teaser Well I say I'm asking you Stevie Who sent the question in <coughs> Is asking you If you can name The top 10 All time Champions League Goal scorers You've got Benzema Cristiano Ronaldo Raul Messi Ruud van Nistelrooy Lewandowski Yes Marvin Haaland no Is he not? I think that's the first I wrong answer we You've, going to get through you've given us yeah. So did I You had me worried Inzaghi No Good I'm feeling better about this now yeah, He's not far off though He must be Rooney must like be there, 11th or 12th on the list Many have we got? Uh, you've got 6 yeah Thomas Muller Yes Okay we'll leave it there And we'll get the other 3 Before the end of the show It felt like a good night To introduce that question Because there is obviously Champions League action on the go Not as lively as last night though Did you see that? Sadio Mane is supposed to have i seen that Punched yeah. After the game Leroy Sane in the face Because <laughs> he wasn't passing the ball He kept shooting can't condone that type of behaviour <laughs> This was not shooting. meant to be a funny portion of the show Apart from Bartley Pass the ball man Honestly Ever been punched off a teammate? You strike me as someone who would, who would get punched <laughs> No? Never That's the biggest tear up you've been involved in Come on Tell uh, us Name names do you know it's actually a Scottish player? Of course it is. Ross Wallace. Oh, yeah. Headbutted Kieran Trippier. <laughs> oh, when you were at Burnley. <laughs> Split his eye clean open, wow. man. Wow. He was playing down at uh, the old Legends game with you, yeah. 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 How did you get on in that game? We get beat, you know. You beat, no, I don't, I'm just asking a question. What's wrong with you today? Two goals get cancelled out <laughs> and we didn't get a penalty on VAR. We were cheated. <laughs> we were cheated. How long did you play? 25 minutes. Wow. The calf. Blew up. up. <laughs> Have we not spoke about this. <laughs> nah. Yeah, twenty-five minutes. Um, Good not, going. I mean, that, is that commonplace? Teammates punching each other in the face. Am I naive? It's, well, it was common, not commonplace, but it did happen. Yeah. In, in my time, yeah, I wasn't involved in anything. I wasn't much of a fighter, mm. but I've, I've certainly seen teammates going for each other. Yeah, yeah, I've never been involved in one actually. That was the only one I can remember seeing. I think Ross was just a, just an angry man, just angry at something. Scottish. Do that. You know. It was actually over nothing. Kieran Trippier went to take the quick free kick in the training game and Ross was in the way. And then... No, oh, I can't do that. Suddenly, punch him. And I headbutted him. Oh. Nah, that's two great guys, though. Shook hands after. Ross got fined two weeks' wages and it paid for us to go away to Ireland. <laughs> so he was on a fair whack. <laughs> a gentle misunderstanding, I'm sure. Exactly. Uh, right, we will uh, finish off that teaser very soon. I just got distracted by talk of punching each other. Um, where are we? What about this Robert Snodgrass... Situation. It's an interesting story this Because Stephen Naismith has made his first big decision As Hearts manager by telling former teammate At Scotland level Robert Snodgrass His Tynecastle career is over He's set to finalise It's going to be a quick departure I think in the next few days He actually got sent off against St Mirren at the weekend So what a way to finish And for a lot of people actually felt it was harsh yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't have got sent off yeah. um, So Naismith in until the end of the season As you know A statement Actually on the club the One thing I know like Winning games is like The most important thing And that's pretty much it But I've been really impressed With how clear hearts Communicate at times mm-hmm. I must say I said this last night And um, when the chief executive Spoke yesterday So a statement on the website um, Stephen Naismith says He had a good conversation With Snoddy 
I've got a good relationship with Snoddy as a player and a teammate. The decision's been made. He's not going to get many minutes. I've been there myself. We had a talk about it. His family are down south. It's the best outcome. A big thing for me. Want to work with young players because he's, he's been in the academy. And um, yeah, it's quite something, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, and it was surprising. Obviously, the Robbie news first and foremost, but then, you know, the Snodgrass stuff. But, you know, you just read in that statement there. And in football, sometimes there's a lot of uh, dishonesty within the game and it had been very easy for Naismith to keep a player like Snodgrass around and then end of the season say listen let's go our separate ways but he's been honest enough with him to say listen you're not going to get a lot of minutes and you have to respect that don't always agree with managers decisions but you respect when they're honest with you and if he wants to give younger players a chance then fair play I am totally surprised though I really really am and from a Hibs point of view I know he was suspended for that game but I mean going forward uh, you know, I'm happy that he's not going to be at the club because for me, in in certain games this season, he's taken hearts and he's taken it by the scruff of the neck. And he's been fantastic, so I think it'll be a big loss for them. Um, yeah, it's certainly, a, it's a big, big it's, it's a, a statement, isn't it? Big you change know. in a week. You know, from Robbie losing his job and Lee McCulloch as well, mm-hmm. and Snodgrass. You know, three guys that you would well, the management staff and you that you would imagine Snodgrass being like a senior member of that sure. uh, squad. Big characters, so yeah, it's a, it's a big change for Hearts uh, and Naismith coming in now. And <laughs> Sod's Law, they're playing against their, their rivals mm. at the weekend through Easter Road. But again, we quirks, I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts went and got a result there. It's such a, it's a difficult one because it can very quickly lead to unfair suspicion, Marvin. Because you know, the official line is Stephen Naismith saying he's not going to get a lot of game time. Mm-hmm. But with something like this, it's, it's perfectly understandable that fans go, that it, not getting game time, so he's leaving. You know, has he been causing trouble behind the scenes? Is he is he too big a character? And that might be entirely unfair on Robert Snodgrass because I don't know, I'm not there. But it's also not um, it's not entirely surprising that, that fans are going to speculate about that stuff on social media. Yeah, I think they'll speculate because of the performances he has put in. Whilst in a heart shirt, you know, I think if he'd have been a player that hadn't played that much and, you know, you could potentially see him going down the road with seven games or whatever, however many games there are to go and say, do you know what, he's been a bit part player anyway, but he has been kind of a mainstay in that team. Um, But it is unfair on us, you know, as you said, hearts have been very clear with their statements over the last few days and it's been impressive. They they have said it's for footballing reasons and, and... Listen, sometimes as a manager, and I you know, was a, a new manager going in, into it myself recently, you want to make your own stamp on things. And maybe that was what Naismith saw, you know, an area of the pitch where they need to get maybe more energy or he wanted something slightly different. And, you know, he's gone and made a big decision. That's why he's been given the manager's job. He needs to put the best Hearts team out, hearts team out there that he possibly can to win games, first and foremost, to try and secure their top six place and then, you know, to go for that third place. You are a hub spokesman. Mm-hmm. Um they're not having a brilliant time of it either. Just when it looked like they might have, you know, turned a corner, some really disappointing results. So it's a fascinating Edinburgh derby in in many ways this weekend. Yeah, disappointing results and disappointing performances. You know, I watched Tibbs on on Sunday and a poor game. Eh? Yeah, it, it was a poor game. It, it was, but you know, you, you have to win poor games. And Dundee yeah. United would be absolutely delighted with yeah. it. But for me, Hibs for the money that they've kind of spent on wages, etc., and the budget they do have. You know, that for me wasn't acceptable. I think the fans have let their feelings be known. I think that's their fourth defeat in a row. I know that, you know, losing to Celtic and Rangers within that as well, but Motherwell and then, you know, Dundee United who are bottom of the league. 
it's a massive, massive game for them. You know, Edinburgh derbies are always huge, but this is a massive one for them on Saturday. I mean, I take it Hibs are going to grind through till the end of the season, and if it ends successfully, so be it. And even if it doesn't, you know, do, do they take stock then? Hearts have sacked the manager because they had third nailed on to everyone. It's been quite a dramatic decline, albeit in a short period of time. And Aberdeen have done brilliantly. Um, Hibs are not at that, you know, in, at that stage, are they? I, I hope not, because you know I want to see Lee Johnson be given time. But I, I do fear the worst if they don't make the top six. I don't think you know, as I said, you can have that amount of players and and that budget mm. and not make the top six. I, I do fear for his job. I hope he's given time because I believe he is a good manager. But they have to make the top six. They really, really do. Uh, right, I think that is almost us. Thank you for all your calls tonight. We'll just round off this teaser, uh, and then we will say good night and uh, join you again tomorrow, where we definitely crank up. Uh, the previews ahead of a busy weekend So your question tonight on the full time teaser And thank you again to Stevie for sending this in If you're listening out there and you think I could do that I could confuse Marvin Bartley or Simon Donnelly It's not that hard All you need to do is come up with a question At fulltime at clyde1.com Send it over And we'll do our best to get it on the show So tonight's couldn't be more straightforward We're looking for the top 10 all time Champions League Goal scorers You came out the blocks Flying You gave me Benzema Ronaldo Raul Messi Van Nistelrooy Lewandowski And Tam Muller As he's known around here So you've got three more to get The other Ronaldo No No he's not Henri Yes Surprised an Arsenal man like you Took so long But never mind Mm -hmm. Uh, Two to get Two to get Incidentally, I think they are ninth and tenth on the list. You've, Owen, you've managed to save it quite spectacularly. Nope. Andy Cole. Nope. I mean, one in particular has played for seven clubs in the Champions League. Oh, Nelka. No. Wow. Uh, and in fact, he's played seven. for one. Ibrahimovic. Two, yes, because what's the stat? Is he's played for six clubs that have won it, but he's never won it. Is that not Is that the stat? Right? I think so. Um, okay, and one more to get. Drogba He's got the same amount as Ibrahimovic 48 for Milan Chelsea And here's Crespo No, here's the one that's going to do it for you Dinamo Kiev Shevchenko Shevchenko So you should have got that You two are the same age (laughs) He's a good bit older older than Shevchenko You've done Shevchenko in there I think I must say I'll take that as a compliment Yeah, no, that's a compliment for Simon See, I like him How old are you? Pass It's pretty close actually He's 46 I think You're fine Anyway thank you Marvin and Simon And thank you for listening A pleasure as always Enjoyed that tonight And we're back tomorrow With Mark Wilson and Gordon DL From 6 